Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Raushan. Today we're talking about how football's coming home. We are. Football's certainly coming home. The big festival, plenty of teams coming along. And even as a Manchester United fan, I'm quite excited for this one. Well, you're saying that really early <laughs> in the, in the conversation. The oh, you're a football fan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like football and if you support Man United, no? I thought you said they were the football fans. I don't feel like doing this interview anymore. But uh, there oh, he is. Uh, well. I have a Manchester United. Careful, we better lock the door. I was respectful today. No, I wonder, black. no wonder they left you two till last. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, in the old days, that, you would have been the first. That's Man United. Man United fans had to be the first. Now they're just completely disrespectful to you. You're in a little shoe cupboard here. The Liverpool fans have got the best studio. Lots of people in there. Lots of dancing, champagne. Now you're just in this little shoe cupboard because you're Man United fans. Because uh, the person fair. who scheduled all the interviews is an Arsenal fan. Uh, welcome to the studio, Liverpool legend John Barnes. Thank you. Uh, despite the fact that you are a Liverpool uh, player, we have mad respect for you and everything that you've done. Um, and, and this is a fantastic occasion because, like I said, football's coming home. We've got some of the top teams in Europe coming to Singapore from July. Yeah, very excited for that one. The likes of Roma, Leicester, Tottenham, mm. Bayern, and headlined by Liverpool. And Liverpool seem to like this part of town. It's the second time in a row they're here. Why so, John? No Manchester United here on this one, <laughs> no? just, just the big teams? Uh, no, yeah, no, look, so. it's always good coming here. I first came here in the 80s. Um, and of course, I've, I've, I've known for that long, probably before you were even born, how, how passionate people here are about football. How much I love Liverpool? Liverpool have been a, a, a big club and European football general and Manchester United, obviously, with you too. So, you know, it's a, <clears throat> they love football here and it's great to come to see the fans all over the world. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. There are lots of teams here. Liverpool came here for one day which wasn't mm. really long enough last year. Now they're staying, staying for a week to have lots of interaction with fans and community work and playing some good teams, as you said. It's a shame that Man United aren't here, but maybe maybe once you improve, you'll, you'll be there the following year. <laughs> I don't you'll, know you'll why you, you had to bring up that you are a Man United fan. Look at the tone of the entire interview now. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Good gosh. But John, I mean, you mentioned a lot of Liverpool fans in this part of the world. Fans aside, how important is it for Liverpool to have these tours in Southeast Asia? Well, it's important to prepare for the season. Mm. And the preparation means that you have to play. In my day, you'd come and play, you know, local opposition, not hard games. Yeah. Whereas now, they want to play hard games and they want yeah. to play good teams. And yeah. you mentioned the quality of the teams there. Um, and it's also to give back to the fans because, you know, uh, we are well supported in this part of the world. So to give back and show a bit of love to people rather than you just watching it on television yeah. um, is, is important because, you know, you are building the fan base and, and building the brand. And, of course... People in Singapore have been loyal to Liverpool for many, many years, even before the Premier League started. So it's always good to come and show a bit of love. Now, John, we speak about the quality of opposition that's coming in. Roma, Leicester, Tottenham, all big teams. Well, Bayern, uh, Bayern as well. So how much of a good pre-season will this be going toe-to-toe with such big opposition? Well, this is where football has changed. Because in my day, it was about playing 90 minutes football. Mm. Probably against lesser opposition. You didn't want hard games. Mainly because you probably, you know, were a little bit drunk after a night out. <laughs> Uh, so you wanted to just play lots of football in 90 minutes and, and win matches 5 and 6 and 7 nil. Whereas now, because the Premier League is now so competitive with good teams from the start, you have to be prepared from the first day. So from the first day of the Premier League, you better have been prepared by playing hard opposition and playing you know good teams. So I think that's been a feature of, of 
preseason for a lot of the clubs, I would say, in the last probably 10 years. Before that, they wouldn't have played this many hard games mm. against this, this quality mm. of opposition. But mm. that's great for the fans because they're going to see good football at an intense level with um, a lot of competition. Uh, it really echoes how some clubs uh, who have sacked managers uh, toward the end of the season want to wait until the season is over so that managers can have that proper preseason, uh, really get that team in the right shape. Mm. Uh, that aside, you know, talking about the Premier League season uh, that's about to end, would you say that there's no such thing as a top six anymore. The competitiveness is just so high. As much as the competitiveness is really high, the top six really are going to be the top six. Um, but in terms of the top six losing to the the the, the so-called lesser teams, that, mm. that, that that's okay. going to happen. Okay. okay. Um, but I think coming the end of the season, it's really still the usual suspects. I mean, every now and again, you can see Newcastle now getting in it, yeah. in, into it. Um, Manchester United now back in the top six. Um, top four. <laughs> but generally speaking, if you look at the top six, it is going to be the top six. Yeah. But I suppose the top six were comfortably the top six. Whereas now, if you're looking at who can finish, you know, between, say, seventh and fourth, mm. there are a lot of teams vying for that position. Yeah. Um, as, you know, you, you, you look at Brentford vying for that position. So I suppose historically, the yeah. top two were always the top two. Yeah. Um, and over the last four or five years, it's always been Man City and Liverpool. The top two were always going to be Arsenal and Man City. So when you say the top six, you're really looking between third and eighth. Ah, okay. Because, yeah. okay. you know, when people talk about qualifying, being in the top four, yeah. any club who says, we're looking to be in the top four, we're talking about finishing third or fourth. Mm. Mm. Any club who has aspirations mm. to win the league would say, we want to win the league. And yeah. if you can't win the league, you'd say, we want to be a top four team. A top, yeah. When you want to be a top four team, means you want to, you, you're going to be third, third or fourth. Or fourth. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. uh, and, and I suppose in the, few, in the last few years, you've had the top two, yeah. definitively, yeah. which mm. was Liverpool and Man City for many years. Now, mm. this season is Arsenal. But then from third all the way down now, um, you have a few teams involved. On the topic of Arsenal, you speak about finishing in the top four and gunning for the title. They were gunning for the title for a long, long time. But mm. it seems now they're going to have to settle for a top four finish. No, so in second, that sense, not okay, a top four. okay, second. okay, second. <laughs> yeah. So is that going to be a disappointing season for Arsenal, or is that going to be considered success because they qualify for the Champions League after missing out for so long? It won't be a disappointing season. It'll be a disappointing end mm. because mm. if you then look at it objectively, you can say first to finish second well ahead of Liverpool yeah. and Manchester United, it's a great season. Of course. But the end, in terms of what's happened in the last six weeks, it'll be a disappointing end, but not a disappointing season. Mm. Uh, Liverpool have won cup trebles, uh, Manchester United as well trebles. Uh, for teams that have won this sort of honour, Manchester City looked like they could do it this year. Mm. As rivals, do we want them to win a treble? Do you think they're going to win a treble? As, as whose rivals? Rivals to Manchester City. You know, the rivals are Man United. They're the new team who've come on in the last few years. We're not mm. worried about them. I, I don't mind them winning the treble. We don't want Man United to win the treble. <laughs> um, but, you know, the there treble you is go. hard to win. The treble is hard to win. Because, you know, when people talk about it, um, I mean, last year you talked about Liverpool winning all four and winning yeah. up with yeah. two. Yeah. Because no matter how well you do, coming to the last FA Cup final, Champions yeah, League that's final, hot. Yeah. you can end up winning nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, as much as, yes, they've won the, 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 the league but they could also only win one trophy. Mm. So yes, they can win the treble. And, but the good thing about it is that when you show a level of consistency, meaning you're coming into the last two weeks of the season, you've got a chance of winning everything. Like for Liverpool, it wasn't disappointing for me when we mm. won the FA Cup, the League Cup, but we mm. lost the Champions League and we lost the league mm. because up until that last week, the yeah. excitement that was yeah. around, the happiness that was around, yes, the disappointment of the last week, yeah. whereas the, all, the fighting all the way to the end shows how great it is. So yes, um, they, they have got a chance of winning it and they can. And I think if they beat Real Madrid, I think they will. Mm -hmm. mm. um, 
but that's going to be a difficult match because Real Madrid yeah. can can yeah. turn it around as we've seen. But he's still, and Pep was right when they talk about is your legacy going to be determined by winning the Champions League? He said, but look, and he's right. In terms of what he's actually done, the amount of games he's won, the way they've played, if they mm. don't win the Champions League, does that all of a sudden mean that he's not a great coach? Yeah. Not yeah. at all. John, thank you for that, and I completely agree with you. It'll be painful to see City win the treble, but they probably Who would rather win the it? treble, Liverpool wow. or City? Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> From a footballing perspective, I just like Jurgen Klopp a bit better, so probably Liverpool. I think so. I you're, think so. You're not a real Man United fan. <laughs> you're supposed to hate Liverpool if you're a Man United fan. Come on. I might hate Liverpool, but I quite, kind of like Jurgen right, Klopp. <laughs> Let's move on to Manchester United. Do you think they're headed under the right direction under Eric Ten Hag? Absolutely. Absolutely. What has to happen in all of the clubs, which we've seen, which is why Chelsea are where they are, but as we've seen with Arsenal and you've seen with Liverpool and you've seen with Man City, you put a manager in charge, he has to be the most important person. You have mm. to give him the power. Mm. It's not been about the players. It's not been about Cristiano Ronaldo. It's not about Mo Salah. And you can see what happened at Arsenal when you have a situation whereby you have a superstar player who then falls out with the manager. And in, in previous clubs and previous years, the manager was the one who suffers. But when you saw that Obama Yang lost that battle with Arteta, mm. that's when Arsenal improved. Mm. When you see... Ronaldo losing the battle with Ten Hag, that's when Manchester United improve. Jurgen, when he first came, had problem players and he won that battle and you see them improve. Chelsea was the same. So I think that with Ten Hag, because they've now given him that power to be the number one, they will, it's going to be hard for them, obviously. But um, they are moving in the right direction, yeah. Let's focus on Liverpool a little bit as uh, they wrap up the season. We start to see Trent Alexander-Arnold playing in the centre of midfield a little bit more often, looking really good. What's your opinion of that? Is that a silver lining for next season? Well, once again, Trent Alexander is playing as a right back and in possession he moves into midfield. Okay. So what you have to decide, what Liverpool have to decide is to whether they're going to continue with that okay. or they're going to get a right back and move into midfield permanently. Start in midfield. Because, yeah, okay. Cause, okay. Cause, so he's not a midfield player. He's a right back who mm. comes into midfield in mm-hmm. possession. Mm-hmm. So as to whether we wanted to play more in midfield because he has to, at times get back into his right back position to defend out of possession yeah. right. so as to whether they're going to be continuing with that and say that's fine we're happy to do that or we want to move you permanently to midfield and get a right back that will determine as to whether Jurgen says that's what we want to do in terms of having a right back what would you do if you were coach I would like to have a, a right back okay. and I think I would like to have Trent at right back because no matter what you say about Trent playing in midfield, oh. he creates more at right back. If you look at the opportunities he has created from right back, mm. that is what they said about him. The crosses he puts in, the passes mm. he makes, he has, been, he has created true, true. more opportunities from the right back position. Now, yes, from midfield, he plays the ball through a couple of times and he makes passes. But in terms of what he delivers from a right back position for scoring opportunities, right. I think he has, he, has, he has delivered more. But that's where because we haven't had the midfield that we needed, because, of course, it got a bit older, he put mm. him in there. Whereas I think if we then get other midfield players, you can put him back to his right-back position and he'll be equally as devastating. Okay. Yeah, that's very interesting. I'm mm. quite excited for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Even as a Man United fan. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Looking ahead to next season, if Liverpool do miss out on the Champions League, do you think in any way that's going to affect the players that Jurgen Klopp needs, the club needs to rejuvenate and go again next season? No, I think that, I think that what has happened in previous years... Um, is that I would say probably about, well, before Jurgen came, or even in his really early years, and, mm. and, and before Guardiola came, and you look at what Arteta is doing, I think that a lot of players coming to England would look and say, we want a club to be in the, in the Champions League, mm. or we want, that's the club we're going to go mm. to. But then, if Liverpool don't qualify, and you've got a chance of working with Jurgen Klopp, knowing that Liverpool will be there again next season in terms of what they've done for the last six games, mm. and with the injury situation, the transition of the young players coming in, Liverpool will be there or thereabouts. I think that players will say, yes, I'm willing to come to Liverpool if they're not going to be in the Champions League this year. Very much like if, same with Arsenal, and same with Manchester City, because of the manager. So I think the lure of the manager 
um, would be enough for us to get who 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 we need. All right, Liverpool Football Club in Singapore on the 30th of July, taking on Leicester City, and then they're in for another preseason friendly against Bayern Munich on the 2nd of August. We've been speaking with Liverpool legend John Barnes. John, thank you so much for your time. Take care and have a great day. Thank you. All the best to Man United next year. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.